Hey everybody, welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. It's your boy Dave Neal. Happy New Year's. Everyone doing well? Hanging in there? Y'all get your midnight kiss? You get that 1 a.m. hand job? After you spend too much money on free uh, bottomless well drinks, do you do that still? I don't miss those days. There's a lot I miss about my 20s. What I don't miss is that $100 ticket to the club on New Year's Eve. So you get in as early as you can while the doors, you know, while like there's not too many people there. I can't tell you how many times I've been the first person. That's how you know you're cheap. When you're the first person at an all-you-can-drink New Year's Eve party. <laughs> but you show up because you're like, look, okay, this cost me 150 bucks. Doors open at 10 The bar closes at 1. That's three hours of drinking. All right, if I'm going to be drinking for $50 an hour, I need to drink $1 a minute. And then you just get wasted. You puke it all up and you have a miserable night. Because you know what? There's nothing like moderation when uh, you live in a scarce world. That's what it comes down to. I think I grew up with a lot of scarcity to no one's fault. Hardworking single mom, you know, but you just, when you grow up with scarcity, you become fat in the sense that you need to hoard all the things that you have because you didn't have them as a kid. So that's why I, you know, that's why I overeat. It's not because I'm still hungry. It's because I don't want to waste food because food's valuable and money's valuable. Anyway, what's the point of all that? (laughs) This New Year's was a little different. This New Year's, as you guys know, if you listened to the last episode, um, I and Tasha introduced our parents to each other. Last episode, we were in Kentucky. This episode, we're in Rhode Island, the great, charming state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. I know we have listeners outside the country. I'm looking at you, Latvia, and our Slovenia listeners. We have listeners all over the world, so you might not know anything about Rhode Island. Here's what I learned when I studied abroad in France. Uh, The only thing people knew about Rhode Island is that's where Family Guy took place. So there's some of you listening going, yeah, that's it. That's all we know about Rhode Island. There isn't much else. It's the smallest state in the country. It's surrounded by Massachusetts and Connecticut, and it's charming as fuck. But right now it's 14 degrees Fahrenheit. So for you Celsius motherfuckers, what is that, negative three, negative five? I have no idea what that is. Anyway, it's cold. Tomorrow we're supposed to fly back to Los Angeles But guess what? There's a winter storm brewing. (laughs) Traveling the coast from Florida to Maine. Up Route 95. 12 inches of thick white snow blasting in your mother's face. It's storm of the year. Anyway, not good at trailer voice. Uh, Yeah, there's a big storm coming. 8 to 12 inches. Uh, That's what she said. Um... You sure it's not five inches? <laughs> hey, folks. They say the average is, what, five and a half? I don't know. I'm right on par with that. I'm not going to lie and say I'm nine inches. I'm just not. But, you know, I don't, like, apologize when I take my pants off. <laughs> you didn't need to know that. <laughs> the year of 2018 is going to be me offering up a lot of information you didn't need to know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, a lot to get into. I'm going to probably make this, I don't know, we'll see how long it goes. I'm not setting any timelines. I'm going to talk as long as I want to. Maybe Tasha will join. She's still sleeping. Boy, I, had, I what a crazy uh, experience we have here at my family household. Um, for those of you that don't know this scenario, I'm 32. I have a 14-year-old brother and a 20-year-old brother. 
Their names are Jack and Jameson. Yes, whiskey. I get it. I got a whole joke about it. Come see stand-up. I've got a 33-year-old sister. She's called my Irish twin. When you're born less than a year apart, you're Irish twins. We're 11 months and 13 days apart. So we're Irish twins. She is due to give birth today. Uh, So I've got my phone on. Which, by the way, I'd never have my phone on, like the actual ringer. You know, you go to bed with you, turn your phone, your silencer on, whatever. I'm ready for the call. She's got three boys, all under the age of five and a half. They're great boys, but they are like, um, if you if you took a Tasmanian devil and times it by three, that's what you get. Um, they're amazing, and they're going to have their first little sister. And uh, hopefully she comes while I'm still here. But with this snowstorm hitting tomorrow, 12 inches on my flying day, I think I might be in town for the weekend, which sucks because I got work. But what are you going to do? Mother Nature calls. You just, you know, what are you going to do? So we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll podcast from the airport if I'm stuck there for three days. Who knows? But today was crazy because my sister's due to give birth. I got to be a good uncle, which by the way, the first, I know I'm all over the place. I'm going to go get my coffee. I'm going to go walk over to my coffee. The, um, my 14-year-old, what was I talking about? My four, oh, geez, sorry, guys. All over the fucking map. My 14-year-old brother had his science fair project due today. So I got one, I got on one end of the spectrum, someone who's ready to shoot out a child, right? Just shoot a child out. And then on the other end, I've got a kid with one of those giant poster boards up till 4 a.m., trying to decide, you know, you know, if the, if the, he's trying to pull the iron out of cereal, I don't know, you know, it's, it's impossible to have an original science fair project in today's world. I did it. I did the dumbest. Do you guys have to do science fair projects? I did the dumbest science fair project when I was in high school. I think I like measured which fertilizer worked better for, for plants, which if, if you're a procrastinator, you should never do science fair project based on growing plants a month in advance (laughs) because i a week before my project was due these plants hadn't spreaded from their seed yet (laughs) i'm looking at them reading the motivational quotes i'm like grow motherfucker jack and the beanstalk over here and it's like one plant grew three centimeters the other one grew two and a half and i'm supposed to present my findings like i'm in the science journal yeah you know this uh, fertilizer with nitrogen clearly grew the plant an extra square centimeter i don't know anyway so this morning i had to drive jack the 14 year old to school which is weird because he's a freshman in high school so i haven't been in high school for 15 years i don't know i remember it like yesterday do you guys remember high school like yesterday all i can remember is is the non-stop hormones checking out girls and the fucking i know it sounds creepy as a someone in their 30s to talk about teens but like i was a teen so i can i can do that right because it's isn't it weird to think i mean imagine i didn't have sex in high school i lost my virginity in college but imagine if you lost your virginity when you were 15 and you remember that moment and you're like oh it was fucking amazing we had sex blah 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 i came right away who knows but then you're thinking about it and it's like well i'm thinking in hindsight you're thinking about banging a 15 year old you know what i mean (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of weird to say because it sounds creepy when you break it down but it's like well i was 15 so i had a 15 year old dick and i was banging a 15 year old chick so it's cool right it's cool to have those memories 
you know, in today's world with the fucking sketchiness of, you know, men and the Me Too movement, it's like, I don't even know if I, am I allowed to remember? Like, I remember this one girl. We, I'm going to sound creepy, but this is how guys think. I just remember we were stretching and I don't think she was into me at all, but I could be the dumbest guy in the world and blew this opportunity. But there was this chick just slamming body. She was on tra- in track and field and she was laying down and we were stretching before we were running. And uh, she wanted me to do that leg stretch where like she has, bo- she, okay, she's laying down and I'm, I'm like on my knees and she puts one leg on my shoulders and you kind of grab, her, you like grab her quad and you kind of like straighten her leg out and pull it back. And she had raging, I mean, raging camel toe. I could describe this camel toe to a sketch artist and they would they would be able to find this girl. I mean, I, it was just like p- the perfect, like, p- like almost like, you know, a Sports Illustrated when they paint on the bathing suits. That's how, that's how uh, much um, the, um, the landscape, the, topo- the topography of her camel toe was precise to that. Any, anyway, see how creepy I'm getting with it? <laughs> The point is, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was 15 years ago. This girl used to, um, she used to like flash guys. Like she would, she would wear skirts like every day. And by the way, girls dressed like the biggest whores in high school. I know, I know it's like, well, you don't slut shame. Blah, blah, blah. Look, I'm not sexually assaulting them. I'm just like, if you're a guy, you look at a girl and you go, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like their tits are hanging out there. And now it's even worse. I work next to Santa Monica high school. The underbutt is um, like incredible. Now girls will, they won't even wear like tight shorts. They'll wear like kind of baggy shorts, but the lower part of the ass is hanging out. So they have butt cleavage. We didn't have that. We just had like yoga pants and things like that. But now they'll do, they'll wear the yoga shorts. And it's like the, the spandex doesn't even make it from the, the, uh, you know, the crest of your ass to where your hamstrings begin. So I've turned into an old man where I'm like, you're going to catch pneumonia in that outfit. But at the same time, you know, when I was in high school, like I said, I just couldn't stop checking these girls out. Anyway, there's no creepy preface to that. I, I, my brother went to school late, so there was no no one to, to be checked out. I just dropped him off at school. But, of course, it conjured. Is that the word conjured? It is conjured the right word? It conjured up a lot of thoughts of um, my uh, horny virgin days. Let me look up conjured. I know. <laughs> You're like, yeah, Dave, that's the right word, conjure. Call upon to appear by means of a magic ritual implore to do something okay so the magic ritual of being a horny 16 year old really conjured up a lot of memories because uh, uh, you know did you ever play like we used to play go to like house parties in high school and um, i never really did the house parties often but um remember i remember uh, one house party and the girls would be playing the guys in beer pong or beirut whatever you call it you know when you're throwing it's a drinking game for those who I don't know, Latvia, do you have beer pong? Do you have that in Estonia, (laughs) my international listeners? Anyway, the girls would try to psych the guys out. So they'd like, they'd be standing there and they'd pull up their string thong or whatever. And I can't even tell you a chick pulling up her string thong to a 17-year-old boy. I mean, you're talking, you got to go to the bathroom and crank one out on the spot. You know, you're, you're blowing a load into the sink. It's just the amount of hormones and now i'm kind of like 
you know, it's what's funny now is that women will try to use their sort of sexuality to win over, you know, influence you in certain ways. You know, like, oh, please, Dave, will you do this for me? It's like, no, bitch, I'm, you know, just if your thong's hanging out, it doesn't, you know, like, I'm not a slave to that like I used to be. I don't know if that makes any sense, but men, we're idiots. You know, what we do, you know, we fight wars, we uh, invade countries, we uh, we seek power uh, politically, through athletics, through comedy, just to impress women. It's an interesting dynamic that um, drives our creativity. You know what I mean? Because in the end, it's like Da Vinci, I mean, maybe he was gay. Maybe he was trying to impress men. I don't know. Was Da Vinci gay? A lot of artists are gay, obviously. It's like, of course, Shakespeare was gay. You know what I mean? It was like, I think Billy Shakespeare was gay. Yeah, he wrote like a billion sonnets. Find me a straight guy that's busting out sonnets all day. Anyway, uh, so our parents met. <laughs> I'm all over the fucking map. You got to appreciate when I've had a cup of coffee, right, folks? I mean, stream of conscious, that's what this is. If you wanted a podcast where we uh, type out table of contents, did an intro, wrapped it up, you just have to go find somebody else. Like, we're just not, we're just not meant for each other. Anyway, our parents meet. Um, was I nervous? No. Was it the most exhausting week of my life? Probably. Uh, they hit it off. You know, not, you know, I'd be about as good as it could be. Yeah. They, they liked each other. And what, in hindsight... I've had a real sense of gratitude for realizing that both Tasha and myself um, really do have good parents in our lives, and not everyone does. So many people like they they avoid going home for years, and they have these toxic relationships, and there's all this leftover baggage. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of baggage. Like I got into like this little kind of like you know bratty thing with my mom, <coughs> excuse me with my mom this morning because it's like you know I like I get stressed out the fact that I live across the country and I come home and like, you know, my, I can't, I can't be a big brother to my own brothers because I live across the country. I can't be like, Hey, you got to be a man. You got to pick up this. You got to help your mom out. Cause then you just come off like some asshole who's just telling them what to do. So you really have to, like a, what I've really tried to do is practice, um, like a detachment while, while I'm here. And I, and I kind of let myself go this morning because I clean my, I help clean my mom's I helped clean the kitchen yesterday. No big deal, whatever. But this morning, like hours after I cleaned it, it's back to disc. I mean, pizza boxes everywhere. You'd think seven fraternity brothers lived in this kitchen. And it's just my mom, my stepdad, and my brother. Like we have a big family, but most of them, you know, one's off in school. The other one's, you know, giving birth. It's So I'm like, Jesus Christ, can we fucking, I want you guys to live a clean serenity, you know, lifestyle and I'm not a neat freak myself. So the fact that I'm even complaining about it, but of course my mom gets defensive and she's like, uh, like, look, we're trying our best. I'm like, I know, but let's work smart, not hard. Like, it's not a big deal. You just, you know, it's, it's, it's like they leave their shit out everywhere. And like, I mean, there's milk, like a, with an inch left on the bottom that was left out and it's sitting in the sun. And it's like, come on, put it away. Anyway, you don't need to hear me bitch about it. But, um, I think we all have those uh, I think the older you get, the more you have, unless you're like a psycho and don't care about your family, just this pain where 
we want what's best for them because we can't control them. I know I'm going to be fine. I don't think my family loses any sleep over me, but maybe they do. Maybe my mom stresses out knowing I live on the other side of the country. I work a billion jobs. She doesn't know what the fuck a podcast is, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I remember when I came home a couple years ago, I cried. I cried. Like I just was so fucking sad to eat dinner with my family. I like put it off and then I came home and it was like, I was like, oh, it's, it's so sad to even think about. I came, I was, I was with my aunts and uncles and, you know, I have a huge family. There's a lot of people to see. And I, I was kind of avoiding, not avoiding, but I was, I was seeing my social family, the family that's like the fun aunts and uncles. And then my mom was like, I wanted to have dinner for you. And I was like late to it. I was probably only 15 minutes late, but I got home and everyone was sitting down at the table, quiet, not, not yelling at me, Dave, you're late. They just sat there and waited for me before they started eating dinner. And it was the nicest thing in the world. And it just makes, I don't know why I felt so bad. Maybe it's because I think like my guardian angel or whoever looks over me gave me, gave me a little look into, um, what it's like to, um, take something for granted. And it was a little moment where I was able to um, auto auto steer everything before I derailed the train. Do you know what I mean? It was a moment for me to be like, Dave, what are you doing? You need to start appreciating your family a little bit more. And I do, but they stress me the fuck out. So I know, I'm sure this is a good post-holiday uh, thing to talk about because I'm sure you know what I mean when you just love them and they stress you out, but you know, they're not getting any younger. My stepdad's, my stepdad's father died of a heart attack. So I'm always like, fuck any day he could just have a heart. Like it's in his blood. He's not in good shape. And I just stress out over all this. And you know, this it's just out of my control. But what I've, what I've, what I've had to remember is that family, you know, you're not supposed to change them. You're just supposed to love them. You know, you can't friends, you can replace family. It's blood. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to call them my family. I just want them to be happy. Anyway, they were really great. Um, my mom's birthday was the 30th, December 30th. So we went out to dinner, my mom, my stepdad, my brothers, Tasha and her parents and Tasha's brother. And it was just fucking perfect. You know, we, you know, it was like the third or fourth day of both families being together. So there wasn't sort of any, um, moderating going on, you know, we we're like, Oh, uh, did Janie tell about Connie and this and that? And you got, you know, it's like, no, they sat on the other side of the table. The parents sat on the other side of the table. We all shared a couple of bottles of wine and it was great. And it snowed. It was fucking magical. It was great. So, uh, Tasha's family left yesterday. It was really good. It was a good first step and sort of the Venn diagram of the family. Like when now we have a reference, a point of reference, a little three dimension of, of our family. I don't just get to go to Kentucky to Tasha's family and say, Oh, you'd like my mom, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. They know each other. They're friends now. So who knows where that'll go in the future, but it was really great. And now I'm sitting here Counting down the clock, waiting for this storm to hit, and we're going to see if we can get a flight out or not. Um, I will absolutely be updating in real time my flight information on my Instagram, at dneals, D-N-E-A-L-Z. So go check that out, see if we made it home. Um, anyway, what do we want to get into? Uh, last episode, we talked a lot about limitations and uh, kind of, you know, what's stopping us from, you know, because... 
we let, let's all agree on something. We all know that this is assimilation, right? This earth that we live on, it's just a projection of our thoughts. So, I mean, you might not agree with me on that, but like I choose to think that this world we live in is has everything that we need. And whether it's poverty or wealth or abundance or disease, whatever it is that we choose consciously or subconsciously, the world will provide that. Um, I didn't grow. I obviously as a decent looking straight white guy, that's easy to say, but I know people of all ethnicities and walks of life and, and positivity and negativity has nothing to do with their socioeconomic structure. Will you agree with me on that? Don't we know enough rich people that fucking hate life? It's never enough. It's a, it's a glass. They just can't fill. And then we know poor people that put their head down and work hard. And you know what? What's better? Is it the poor person? We're just talking about money, right? That fake dollar bill system that we set up. So it's weird that that's kind of, <laughs> you know, what we gravitate towards is like, well, how much do you make? I was, um, <laughs> Tasha's brother is going to be a, a freshman in, in college. And everyone's asking him, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And you say, he's like, I want to make money. And I just go, be careful. It's not just about money. You have to really love what you do. And you might not find that right away. And I certainly didn't. So there's no pressure to rush yourself to find the happiness. But I'm telling you all this who's listening, 2018, like, and the world's moving faster and faster, right? Isn't that how time works? The older you get, the faster it moves. It's kind of, it's relativity, right? So one year... In your 42nd to your 43rd year is a whole lot faster than your third year to the fourth year. Do you understand? Because your third year to your fourth year is really 25% of your life. But your 42nd year to your 43rd year is like 2%. What You know what I mean? Do you understand? So the point is, I could be so wrong with that, but at least it feels like it's moving faster. So why not do things unless you absolutely love them? Don't be a doctor unless you really love doctoring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't. Don't be a lawyer unless you really, and who loves lawyers? I mean, lawyers, they have, and I told them, it's like they have a high suicide rate, a high rate of depression. They don't love what they do. They just don't. Um, so don't just be an accountant because someone said you're good with numbers. Do you love numbers? Do you love staring at them? Do you know what I mean, folks? There is plenty we can do in this world that, you know, you know, if you want to, yeah, I, I know so many people I went to college with that have taken a hard left turn. You know, I, I know this girl, Jen, she, um, you know, I think she was in the school of business with me and now she just does like CrossFit video tutorials. Fuck. Yes. That's amazing. People will pay for the service you have to offer in today's world with the internet, Patreon, podcasting, YouTube, you can, if you have something to offer, people will find it. My sister texted me yesterday you know, she's bored out of her mind waiting to go into labor. You know, she's like, you know, I'm a month behind. You know, she's the last month. She's just been completely waiting for this baby to come out. And she texted me. She's like, she's like, do you make, and I, by the way, I love family. They can just ask you questions. No one else would. She goes, do you make money off of your bachelor recap videos? And I was like, no, <laughs> but I don't think she understands the value that that has in my life you know, as a joke writing structure and performance structure, ranting, things like that, just like the podcast. It's like, well, I don't make money now, but does it pay me? Well, in a way, I mean, 
I could sit on my ass and wait for someone to hire me as a correspondent or a, you know, a comic, you know, but, or I can just put this info out in the world like we do with the podcast and when the right people find it, it goes viral and maybe we make a little money off of it, but is that the end product money? So I just, I encourage you all to think, you know, definitely be open to receive all the money that can come because that's my problem. Like I talked about last episode, my problem is that like, I don't feel like I deserve the money, but also don't expect that everything you do should have to receive a monetary reward. Put some love out there into the universe. And unfortunately with Facebook, like they, the algorithm is, it used to be if you posted some gratitude, you'd it would, you'd get a million likes. But now it's like, if you post about whether or not you believe people should own guns in America, that's going to create a discussion. It's not going to be healthy. It's going to be divisive and it's going to get a million likes because the Facebook algorithm is going to say, oh, great. Awesome. This uh, post is trending. It's like, no. So, so the internet has almost forced us down this funnel of arguments. Let's get back to love. Let's get back to just appreciating all the positives we all share. Anyway, Christian, my man, uh, he's listened since episode one. He wrote in, he he wrote me on Twitter and he goes, the exchange between you and Tasha about your mindset and limitations is priceless. That, all capitals, is her being supportive. That is her being supportive. And that's what support is. It's not always about agreeing about things. Sometimes it's about finding flaws in each other, but in a delicate way that actually helps them out. Help us triangulate what makes us good and our weaknesses. Right when it is an old SWAT strengths, weaknesses, um, opportunities, and oh, I fucked it up. Oh my gosh! Don't you wish? Listen, guys, it's weird when you talk out of your ass and you and you know you're not going to edit something because I you're listening, going, Dave, you have no idea what you're talking about, and you're right. Anyway, um, let's read a quick email. Uh, I got an email from a buddy. I haven't met I haven't met this guy. I don't mean he's a buddy. Uh, where did it go? Here it is. He, um, I think he wrote in, a lot of people have found us through different ways. A lot of people find us through The Bachelor recaps, which by the way, whether you watch the show The Bachelor or not, I think you should check out my recaps on YouTube. Search Dave Neal Bachelor recap on YouTube. Go to my YouTube page, subscribe. I've got a bunch of stand-up videos. I've got all of my Sex Actually podcast playlists on there. And I've got um, my Bachelor recaps. What I do is I watch the show. It's a great sh- vehicle for roasting and writing because you get all these chicks who meet this guy for the first time. They're all saying stupid lines. I think you can learn a lot about human dynamics and dating by watching The Bachelor. I really do. And um, it's, a, it's, it's a really interesting social um, experiment by them going, you know, they're not allowed to be on their cell phones, which is interesting. They're forced to like... The, these audio, these the thirty girl, twenty five girls are forced to entertain themselves without their social media. And it, you know, it's not. I'm not saying this. Is, this isn't a gender thing. Men and women have a hard time with this. Whenever we're like in a waiting room or a situation's awkward, we whip our phone out. Uh, only a few years ago, it'd be weird to be on your phone by yourself. Now we do it all the time. So we. So anyway, The Bachelor. It's really good experiment about how to how to try to stay present and. But also everyone gets so far in their head by not having their friends or any other, you know. Anyway, it's interesting. I comment on it. I release like a 10 or 15 minute long video every week. So go check that out. Um, A lot of people who listen to the podcast found us through the recaps. So 
Good to see you guys. Good to hear from you. Thanks for writing in. We had someone wrote in from Latvia saying, I don't even watch the recaps anymore, or I don't even watch the show anymore. I just watch your recaps in the podcast. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, this guy, um, we'll call him, uh, let's call him Matt. Matt wrote in and um, he actually found the podcast through Tasha. He, um, he was following her on her Instagram. She, she posted about the podcast and he listens. He goes, what's up, Dave? Uh, feels like everyone starts with that. Yeah. What's up, Dave? That's a good start. That should be the name of the podcast. What up, Dave? What up, Dave? I know you like when your listeners send in questions. I found your podcast from Tasha's Instagram bio about six months ago, decided to give it a listen and instantly binge listen to them all via the Apple podcast app. Usually listen to them in the car, which makes sitting in traffic more bearable. Love the jokes and side comments you make, even when Tasha doesn't laugh. (laughs) Even when Tasha doesn't laugh, I usually do. You and I have the same type of humor. Uh, you must have a good type of humor. I also listen to your podcast when I feel stressed because you seem extremely relatable. Anyways, I also kind of messaged you on Reddit and you asked me to write in, so here I am. One of your recent podcasts, your guest host said she met a guy via Instagram. Um, recently, that was, um, uh, who was that? Uh, fuck. Who did I have? Meredith. That was Meredith two episodes ago, like 263 or something. Uh, she's, she met her guy via Instagram. Recently, I recently followed a girl who I knew of in high school seven years ago. She was in my grade and we even did some youth group things together, but we never talked. She has an older sister that worked with a cousin of mine and I always thought she was pretty. Just randomly saw her Instagram the other day and decided to give her a follow. She only had about 400 followers, no follow back, but it's cool because I doubt she remembers me. Do you think it would be a good idea to message her? If so, what should I say? Thanks, Dave. Keep up the great work. Really enjoy your show. First of all, thank you so much. Oh, Tasha just texted in. Let's call Tasha. I'm going to get back to that in a second. Um, Hold on. Hold on, folks. I love that Tasha's upstairs and she texted me like she can't be bothered to come down. Hold on. She texted me from the shower last night. What are the chances you could grab your mom's hair dryer for me. <laughs> That's our new intercom system. Texting someone from the other side of the room. I'm trying to call her right now. Let's do a speakerphone. Good morning. What's the, why do you sound like you're in a wind tunnel? <laughs> you sound horrible. Where are you? I'm downstairs podcasting. You, you want to come down and say hi, or are you going to... What are you doing? Sleeping. I've been up all morning taking boys to school and things like that, so I figured I'd get a jump on the day. Did you get coffee? I didn't get coffee, but I made coffee. What about donuts? <laughs> I didn't get donuts. I got... Uh, I'll make you some eggs. I'm going to finish up this in like 15, 10 to 15 minutes, so come down and I'll make you some eggs. Okay. okay. Talk to you soon. Love you, baby. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> From upstairs, folks. Um, anyway, sorry, Matt. Back to you. <laughs> uh, so you're trying to meet a girl um, through Instagram. And I know that we talked about how to successfully do that. Well, you have to be, first of all, you have to be okay sending a message and knowing you you won't come off as good as if you met her in person. So just know that the the cards are stacked to get the deck stacked against you. She might not see it or she might read it in traffic and go, oh, I'll get to this later and completely forget. Or she might, you know what? There are a million ways in which this, you won't be the first guy to reach out to her, especially if she's cute. Uh, 
I hate to say that, but you know what I mean, right? Uh, if she's cute. She's got a bunch of dorks sending her messages. This is a girl that you sort of know. What I'm assuming you're about 25. You probably got good stuff going for you. I don't, maybe, maybe, um, I would, I would go slow. Maybe start liking some of her photos and actually comment on the photos in a way that doesn't elicit a conversation. Hey, remember me? Blah, blah, blah. Because then you're just asking to have this weird public convo. Just says, oh, this looks great. Hey, and then maybe send her a message. Hey, what to school? Your sister. Tell her I said hi. And then maybe it turns into something or maybe it doesn't. I mean, you don't have really many options here um, because if you, uh, you can't just like follow her, you know, if she tags herself at a grocery store, you can't just be like, all right, I got to go meet her at the grocery store. You know, there, I mean, maybe there's a, a party you might see her at, but it sounds like if it's just only through Instagram, it's going to be tough, but that's normal. That's fine. I say, give it a shot. Uh, you should try to take a screen grab of it and send it to me <laughs> so I can read it. Let me know how it goes. Um, it's a lot harder. You know, when I interviewed Meredith, she's a woman. She's a woman who a guy, I guess it's the same scenario. A guy hit her up and she finally saw his things. It was like, Oh, he's kind of cool. He's witty. But, um, in your case, you have nothing to lose, but just know that, you know, it, maybe it's a one in 10 chance that she responds. I mean, I'm guessing she doesn't have like a crazy big following, but maybe, um, maybe send her a, some people don't read their direct messages. And for some reason, sending direct messages comes off sli- slimy. Like, oh, I'm sliding into her DMs. Even though it's the appropriate thing to do is like talk in private. But I would suggest that maybe she wouldn't see those first. Tasha, help us out real quick. Um, here, come sit next to me because I don't have the other mic set up. Uh, Tasha, is a, say hi to everybody. Tasha, she came down from her slumber. Hello. <laughs> say happy New Year's to everybody. Happy New Year. And, and then there's two dogs surrounding us looking for food. Um, uh, so this dude heard my podcast about kind of how to meet girls through Instagram. And I'm just, and he basically knows this girl from high school and it's her older sister. He wants to message in, in like, cause she's cute. And my thought was like, look, she, but by the way, Tasha just walked away. So this is a really good share of the microphone. Yeah. But you're not next to the microphone. <laughs> I'm I'm stalling because you walked away. So so the question is is whether or not the guy uh should message her on Instagram and my thought, well hey, what do you have to say? My first thought is that it's complicated because it's his friend's sister. And there's a, a girl, it's his a girl he knows sister. So it's not like his buddy's sister. Okay, a girl he knows sister. All right, well then fine. So you suggest he wrote her a message on Instagram? I suggest he starts liking some photos and and leaves a comment that's not like creepy or trying to start a conversation. But if she posts a photo either with a sister, go, oh, geez, I haven't seen you guys in forever. Hope things are going well. I'm like, don't incite a conversation, but just get the ball rolling. Like, so you're not a stranger sliding into her DMs. And then, and then eventually if you go back and forth, like if you go back and forth two or three tags, maybe then you can just message her and just go, sorry, I didn't want to blow up your uh, photo with a bunch of comments, but hey, how are you doing? How you been? Oh, where are you living? Oh, you living next in the town next door? Oh, can you imagine that gas station they're building? It actually looks kind of nice. They actually have good coffee there. I wouldn't ask you to get a coffee at a gas station. That's like a third date. But maybe for the first date, we go get clam chowder nearby. Look at this. I've already created a scenario in which you get a hand job at a gas station on the third date. Can you believe it, Tasha? Do you know how smooth I am? Pretty smooth. 
like to ask questions that really back back me up here. Um, anyway, I'm going to get out of here in a minute. You're going to take the dog out. Watch out for the coyotes. We got coyotes out there, folks. We saw one yesterday, right? Or was that two days ago? These coyotes are huge. They're koi wolves, really. They're coyote wolves. They're getting big. We have a coyote problem in our country. Um, or maybe we have a people problem in our country. Maybe the coyotes aren't a problem at all. Anyway, Matt, thanks for writing in. For anyone who has any questions, write in sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. I mean it. I really do. A lot of you listen and you go, oh, I don't know. And then you write in and you go, oh, I feel kind of weird doing this. Look, everyone's doing it. So it's your turn now. I'm talking to you, Samantha. I'm talking to you, Michael. Write in. I'd love to get an email from Samantha and Michael. How did you know? Anyway, should I do a couple more questions? Tasha, go grab a coffee, okay? I'm going to read a couple more questions. I'm going to give you guys some more time. Maybe you're on the way to work and, you know, you got 15 minutes left on your drive and you're like, Dave, just talk for 15 more minutes. We would really appreciate that. When to tell, and Tasha, I'm going to read these questions out loud. Feel free to come over and chime in if you want. When to tell my boyfriend I'm a virgin. Hi, I'm a, I'm a 20-year-old female and have been seeing this guy, 25, for about three weeks. I'm a virgin. He's got plenty of experience. When should I tell him that I've never had sex? Uh, do this, uh, should I do this while making out uh, when things are escalating or should we have a separate discussion? I would prefer the first option because then we wouldn't have to talk about it. But maybe it would be better to talk. Basically, tell me your thoughts and or experiences. I think... Um, as long as you communicate it in a way that's not, uh, that's in person, that's the best way to do it. Don't send a text message because he might respond with a, you know, a pomegranate and, uh, and an eggplant. And you go, well, what the fuck does this mean? Your fruit basket? Like, I think you tell him in person and then you can gauge what he says. Like when I, Tasha, when I told you I loved you, I told you in person, obviously, but I looked at you and you, you know, probably like confused and uh, in the inside, like, oh, what the fuck? But like, I knew looking in your eyes, like, I wasn't that it was going to be okay. I didn't lose sleep that night being like, Oh geez, I told her she loved me. She said, thanks. Like I did. I was like, okay. But if I texted you, I love you. Uh, and then you replied, thanks. I'd be like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Anyway, you need the context in person. Be like, look, look, Hey, I haven't had sex yet. I'm not trying to make it a huge deal. You don't have to roll out the rose petals and the Mariah Carey music video and the candles but also don't just fuck me behind a gas station. That's third date material. Hey, Matthew or Jonathan. I, I give people fake names and I forget what I actually named them. Uh, the, the point is, is there isn't really a wrong way to do it. Just be like, Hey, this has, you're old and more experienced. Let's just open up the doors to communicate. Tell me what you like and I'll tell you what I like, but I don't really know yet because I haven't had a sausage in the old factory. So anyway, um, but but doing it while you're tussling and escalating, yeah, I think that's fine. Sure. But it, has he tried to hook up with you yet? Because maybe he's tried and, you, and you're like, no, 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 I'm not ready. And he's like, well, what the fuck? And you go, I'm a virgin. It's like don't do it in a, in a situation where you're kind of in a fight in any way. Yeah, do it in a positive way where you're like, hey. Or you could do it over a cup of coffee fully clothed with a little, you know, that little neck sweater thing on. Just, uh, you know, hey, I haven't had sex yet. I'm a virgin. We've all been there. 
the time between getting a number and the date. So this has happened a couple of times where I'll get a girl's number, but she can't meet up until over a week later. So my question is, how much, if any, contact do you think is okay in this time? Don't want to come across as desperate with too much, but don't want to annoy her either. I've been playing it on the safer side usually. Thanks. Um, I don't think you'll get rewarded too much by playing it on the safe side. And I think this is against the grain, but I think um, it's fine to... Uh, have flirty text messages back and forth. You might send a photo. Maybe it's through Snapchat or Instagram. You know what I mean? Like you can, you know, you don't have to be like, good morning. How are you? You can just tag her in a funny article and it gives, and it gives the same sense that's like, oh, Dave's thinking of me, you know? So, uh, I think it's important to, when you meet someone new and you've, uh, built a little bit of like chemistry, to fuel that fire. You can't just, it's not like a, you know, it's not the notebook where you just meet a chick and then for 20 years you're in love with her. She could, if she's anything worth the while, honestly, the next day she might meet another guy who's a little bit more aggressive and he kind of steals her from you. I don't mean to say that to scare you. I'm just saying, shit or get off the pot, bro. Go in there, send her a text message, nothing super sexual, nothing, but if it escalates on both ends, keep it going. You know, I say, I, I, it's this, the, the, the days of this, uh, wait 48 hours to call someone after you get their number. That's over. That is over. If you do that, they go, Oh, he's not into me. And the worst thing you can do is play it so cool that the girl doesn't think you're into her. Ladies, what do you think? Respond to me on that. What's the appropriate way when you've given a guy a number, what makes you feel good without making you feel like, Oh geez, maybe I'm better than him. You know, because if a guy's texting you too much and you're not into him, maybe you're like, oh, maybe he needs me more than I need him. And what it comes down to is if you think the other person needs you more than you need them, you're not going to like them. You have to feel like the other person's a catch. You don't want to settle. And dude, you are a catch. So it's just about, it's just about coming off that way. Like we're all a catch, but it's how we present ourselves initially to, to, to look like a good suitor. Let's do a couple more. Would it be weird to wink at someone you like? Tasha. Maybe you can help me with this one. Would it be weird to wink at someone you like? Uh, I have a crush on someone at work, and I was thinking of winking at him the next time we have a moment of sexual tension. I think he finds me attractive as well, and he's given me lingering stares. Would it be crazy for me to wink at him the next time he looks at me a little too long? Do it. (laughs) Relationship advice from Tasha. Hashtag do it. You become like an Italian mob boss. Hey, wink at that motherfucker. Do it. Hey, Gino. Get over here. Remember that time you blinked at that chick because you had something in your eye and then she sucked your sausage over there by the Sicilian pizza place? Do it. I think the quote-unquote wink can also be maybe biting of the lip, maybe playing with the hair. Huh? So if a guy winked at a girl, she'd call the cops on him. There's a fucking rapist winking at me. You know what I mean? Like there's no way. Try right now. If I wink, I'm winking at Tasha looking at my reflection. I'm just getting wrinkles. I got crow's feet when I wink. So um, my wink's not as cute as yours. Here, wink for everybody. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to hold on. Hold on. Okay. For those listening. No, no, no. I'm going to do it real quick. You're getting a quick uh, sex actually Instagram wink. So uh, so for the girl listening, I'm going to stage a good wink. And this is what you're going to have to do. Okay? Hold on. I'm stalling time. Give me 20 seconds here. Go to the Instagram sex actually pod. I'm going to put it right now on the... Uh, here, let's have a wink off. You wink and then I'll wink and we'll see who can wink better. 
Okay. Hold on right now. Hold on. Hit the story. Okay, ready? Hold on. Okay. Here, go for your wink in three, two, one, wink. Now do it right now. Do it. Just wink. She she literally cannot be told what to do. Wink. Wink. Come on. The fuck? Wink. 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 You're horrible. Maybe I got today. Maybe I got your wink in the beginning. Jeez, I got to Photoshop a wink on her. Here, I'm going to do a wink. And I think the whole idea of the wink is uh, don't let the other person let the other person wonder if you're actually winking. Is this the dumbest thing in the world? Does this make any sense? It needs to be a subtle wink. You just winked both eyes. You blinked. <laughs> a wink and a blink are different. Here, you want to do it again? Are you ready? Okay, hold on. I'm going to do it the sideways so I can do. Okay, here, ready, wake. Okay, I don't. I actually don't think I caught it. Do it again. <laughs> hold on, I'm doing it. Hold on. So look at me. Ready? That was good, right? <sighs> anyway, bite your teeth, bite your tongue, wink, show your cleavage. Can you send that off? I didn't send it off. Anyway, uh, what are we at here? Oh, look, we're at 44. Let's get out of here. Um, uh, New Year's resolutions you want to share with the audience, Tasha? Anything like that? What was your overall thought of our parents' meeting? I thought it went, <laughs> I thought it went well. I don't know. What do you think about our parents' meeting? I, th- I said I thought it went well. Well then that's all you got to say yeah but have you ever have you ever had boyfriends meet your parents like have you done both parents meet each other at the same time before no so this was a big step for you yeah it was a big step i was a little nervous what what exactly were you nervous about them not liking each other politically leaning it's different ways sure all of that but mostly i just think it's like sort of a it was kind of a big pressure thing and my family coming here to meet your family and your family hosting, but I think it it went well. Because this, this is really obnoxious that we're sharing a microphone across the table. Yeah, my favorite part I mentioned before was um was my mom's birthday when we all went out and it was snowing outside and it was really just magical. It was magical. It was good. I don't know. I don't. I don't want them to. I don't want to have to do this anytime soon again. Honestly, I couldn't. It, this was so fucking much work. It wasn't stressful so much as it was exhausting hosting nonstop for 13 days that I'm, I'm really just looking forward to being alone for a bit. I'm going to go on a hike by myself one day and for like all day and I'm just going to sit there and contemplate life. Uh, but that's kind of what the podcast does here. We just contemplate life. And um, anyway, um, do I have one more? Let me see if I have one more for you guys. Um, did you send off the in- the Instagram? You didn't even, you had one job, Tasha. I'm literally a clown juggling different things right now, and all you had to do was press the button. I can't do it. Anyway, um, I wanted to read one more. Give it here. Give it to me. My phone's cracked, and it's like the touchpad's no good. It's um, I refuse to get a new f- new phone. The crack works fine. Um, no dogs. The dogs do not like each other. One of the dogs always bites the other dog. Um, let's read one more. Um, Internet dating. Advice, please. Let's end on a positive. So here's my story in a few words. I'm a tw- I'm a 32-year-old guy who hasn't had much luck with dating. I also feel that because of this, every time I go on a date or I like someone, I tend to develop feelings way too early and get disappointed. Therefore, I want to give up the idea about stable relationships and other things. 
So from your experience, do you think it's a good idea to go on Tinder? Is it good for hookups only? I tried using apps and the girls I spoke to, they were all looking for long term. What are your experiences with internet dating? Please advise. Or did he say please advise or please advice? I think he said please advice. Well, maybe learn how to write. Um, where's he writing in from? Uh, I think uh, the, the the neediness, like you said, every time I go on a date, I tend to develop feelings way too early. I would look more into that rather than finding just girls for one night stands. Why are you so needy? Why do you need the relationship to work? Are you not doing enough with your personal life? Um, uh, do you go to the gym? Are you on any teams or in a group? What do you do outside of what pays your bills? Um, it sounds like you're putting too much weight on the relationship and coming off needy. That's what I, that's what I get just because I've been there. Whenever I've got my own life going on, I'm less needy. I'm more attractive to the opposite sex. Boom. Bottom line, super easy. With that said, work on yourself and maybe in the relationship, you won't have so much pressure put on it, making it work right away. You'll have a girl who likes you back. Um, as far as online dating goes, I'm sure on Tinder, there's you're 32. So girls in your range, 25 to 35, yeah, they're, they're looking to settle down. I mean, that's just what you get by being 32. Uh, but so you might have to date. Honestly, that's why I think guys like bachelors date younger because a girl who's 23 might want to be wined and dined, but not be worried about uh, settling down and having a kid. And there might be less pressure on that relationship. I don't know. But um, by all means, I think on Tinder, you could find all walks of life. Just be honest in your bio, what you're looking for. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't mind long-term, but I'm not looking to be serious right away. And then the girl goes, okay, well, he's at least open to the idea. And then you go on a date, whatever. Maybe you go get a hand job at a gas station. I don't know. Point is, good luck to you, sir. Keep on uh, right in. Let me know what's going on. The dogs are sniffing each other's dicks. Can you imagine in a world where we, I'm sorry, folks, I'm trying to focus, but I got two dogs here sniffing each other's dicks. And it's like, what world would we do that? Anyway, folks, have a good one. This is uh, hopefully the last episode from the East Coast. Hopefully we make our flight and I can get back to the home studio in Los Angeles, California, where hopefully all the fires went out. But boy, you go from you go from wildfires to 12 inches of snow. It's like, can we can we pick one? Can we just get 75 and sunny? All right, folks, have a good one. Send in your messages to sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com or leave a note on sexactuallypod on Instagram. Go to the YouTube and find my Bachelor Recap videos. Live a good life. Hug your mom. Tell, your, tell the girl you love her and uh, wink twice. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye.